Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello you, and welcome to another hoovering. It's the last one of January. Goodbye January, you prick. Ugh, and are we seeing it off in style? This episode is fierce AF. My guest is none other than the dynamite queen of podcasting, comedian, and now author, Sophie Hagen. First things first though, I've turned one, not me, I'm 35, but the hoovering podcast, this podcast, it's one year old. It turned one on the 20th of January. That's right, it can nearly walk, but it's mainly still an idiot. Not really, it's had a pretty glorious first year, and that is entirely down to you. Thanks for listening. If you've been listening all along, welcome if you're new. There's a hefty back catalogue for you. Um, And here we are. Uh, The reason I've been able to do this and the reason I've got big plans for this is because some people help me out on a site called Patreon. Um, If you're listening, that is plenty. Um, All I ask is that you maybe, if you've enjoyed it, tell loads of other people about it, maybe online or in your real life. Rate, review and subscribe to the podcast. But if you've got even actual spare wedge, um, then please go to patreon.co.uk forward slash the hoovering pod. There are some really shit hot rewards that uh, you can swap for anywhere from tiny to big amounts of money. You get guest recipes, you get discounts to live shows 
and uh, extra content, lots of extra exciting content. Those people um, who are able to give me 10 bucks or more a month just got uh, an extra special birthday, a one-off annual episode secret and just for them. Anyway, anyway, I mentioned live shows, so let's let's wang on about them a little bit, shall we? Uh, the next one I've got is in Newcastle. It's on the 16th of February. It's part of the MAPS Festival. And I've finally been allowed to uh, reveal some of my guests' names. We've got Seymour Mace joining me, Edinburgh Award-nominated comedian who was in the series Ideal, uh, lovely man. And also Anna Headworth, who's like making huge waves as a chef in Newcastle at the moment. So that's going to be amazing. Please come if you're northeasterly. If you're in London, come on the 3rd of March. Uh, Hoovering Live is at the Vaults Festival underneath the Waterloo Station. I'm going to be announcing some badass guests for that soon too. Uh, And then if you're in Scotland on the 30th of March, we're Hoovering Live at the Glasgow International Comedy Festival. And we've already confirmed the amazing star of Strictly, Susan Kalman. Come to all and any of those. I'll put links to tickets in the podcast notes uh, on the ACAST page uh, where you you get the podcast from um uh, or on my website jessicafosterq.com listed under where my doings which is where i put all my live gigs for stand-up as well and as i said if you become a patron i think for five bucks and over um you get discount tickets to all of those live events and some tiers even get free tickets so anyway please may check it out so to this week's podcast then It's a doozy. I don't mind saying that out loud. Sophie properly cracks me up. She's so funny. We talk about Danish grub, fireworks. And talking of fireworks, though, be warned, we get deep into dieting and the industries around that as topics. It would almost be weird if we didn't. We start as we've just sat down with a quinoa, apple, aubergine and cumin salad. I know I'm such a dick that I've brought for us. And we're lucky enough to be recording at Sophie's place. What I've made is... It's ostensibly a salad, but is it? <laughs> I don't know where the boundaries of salad and nice thing blur. What, what, uh, what defines a salad? Is that just that there's no, it's not even that there's no starch in it. No, What's a salad? it's quite often a load of starch and carbs and oh, everything. Oh, there's just no it's wetness? Just, wet this is so wet. I, that's what I'm thinking, but there's no, like a stew would, if you put like tomato sauce in there, yeah. that would be a stew, right? On that? I, I feel like this is the kind of thing I'm going to either get like a barrage about or, <laughs> in a good way, thank you, bring me your barrage. I would love hate What's tweets about hate tweets. Salads. Love tweets about the difference. Get some lo- get some lusty romance tweets about the difference between a st- like what's the difference between a stew and a curry? I think that's an even murkier line. It's a spicing issue. Oh, but, <laughs> but then again, there's no spice in like a korma. My partner would sweat at a korma. Really? Yeah. Isn't that meant to be just like a butter? It's coconut and, um, but there's some spice, but it's just not hot spice. Oh. Even um, oh. Uh, knickknacks make my partner sweat. I don't know what that is and it sounds so uh, racist. It's just a... <laughs> I feel like you might, I think you have to leave now. You do have to be careful. I am from the West Country. Really? You've got to and check it's me. it's my first language, and so that, I have to ask. <laughs> you know what it's like. I'm like, uh-oh. Oh, God. This it's is just already <laughs> too fun. Um, knickknacks are like a very slightly spicy crisp, but like a baby could have them. <laughs> what you, I'm you doing the here eyes is of someone who d- very low-level being. Like, a, I'm low-level. I'm, I'm kind of... Un- uh, under the curtain abusing my partner oh, okay, okay, cool. I'm just being rude about his spice intolerance no as long as he's white it's, he's and white you're allowed to do it unfortunately he's a I mean he's a straight white man let's tuck in he's a yeah, spice let's go for it. he's the pansy problem. 
Can you still say spice pansy? I don't know. I don't know. I've said it now. That's okay, I think. And they've bought us some plantain chips that say nice and spicy from oh. a company called Purely. Is that from Planet Organic? It's from Planet Organic. So oh, what is it? looks like... They look quite snazzy. Um, so in the salad, but in potential quotation marks, there's quinoa, cranberries, apple, walnut. I struggle to say that right. It could be wool, walnut, walnut. 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 And that's um, kind of brought up by a mum and a nana that both say walnut, and I'm aware that that's not right. <laughs> and I love that that's what you're struggling with, and not quinoa. Yeah. Quinoa. Quinoa? Quinoa. 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 <laughs> I think we should be allowed a variety of ways of saying all these things. Yeah, please. That would be how really nice. How spicy are these plantain chips? Oh, am I allowed to eat yet? How do yeah, I don't please know how eat. How do you usually do it? Yeah. Um, I love putting apples in things. Do you? Yeah. Oh, get him. My uh, breakfast at the moment yeah. is um, porridge mm-hmm. with like oat, oatmeal, oat porridge. I don't know what the difference yeah. is. Like oats yeah. with water. Nice, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then cinnamon, mm-hmm. a bit of salt. And then uh, chopped uh, almonds. Yeah. And then apples on top of it. Nice, mm. but do you grate the apples or do you have no? them chunky? chunky. I'm down with that. Yeah, and I used to have really chunky, so it was basically six pieces for a whole, nice. whole apple. But now it's smaller bits because I'm an adult now. I don't know if that's a definition. <laughs> the bigger chunks, the, the younger you are. <laughs> this is quite nice, isn't it? I love it. It's quite spicy. It's got a really spicy dressing on it. Lots what? of cumin and cloves and stuff. Really? I don't get any spices. Mm. Maybe um, a tiny bit. Maybe I haven't mixed it in well enough. I mean, so that in, is in a bit I'm going to get yeah. a lot of it. <laughs> Do you like spicy stuff? Mm, I'm going to give a really, like, over 30 answer. Yeah. And aren't you, like, 29 or just turned 30? 30. just turned 30. Wow. And about a week before Has it changed 30, you completely? I want to know if your answer would have been different weeks It would have, yeah. because then I wouldn't have had uh, a shit ton of acid reflux all the time. Oh. <laughs> so now I have to be really careful with what I eat. And, oh, no. I mean, I have to be, but I'm not. Yeah. Quite nice spicy food, but not as much... Not so much that it makes me cry. Yeah, it's fine, fine. Well, I like to say, well, I'm c- currently making a chili con carne, and I'm yeah. going to have to... Uh, I said, when I say I'm making it, it's because it's a slow cooker. Mm-hmm. I'm not being half-assed about this. taking days over it. <laughs> yeah. It looks amazing. I hope it I is. I saw it on the way in. The slow cooker is the best thing I've ever bought. It's brilliant. So you just chuck mm-hmm. everything in and then talk about it in like half a day? Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Mm. So do, make, do it before breakfast. Just nice. have it all in and I know at around, what, in eight hours. Yeah. I'll be eating a lovely meal. Oh my God, that's I so cool. It. And chicken becomes, um, what's the word? Like not chewy, mm. no, no, like it just falls apart. Like really, it'll just fall apart. Mm. If it's not minced meat, it'll just like melt. Oh, Go so in soft and amazing. Yeah. Oh, get it's in! The best thing I've ever bought. I love it. This, this is, is nice. to me. This is like nothing like a salad apart from that it's cold. I'm obsessed with aubergines. Mm-hmm. I'd have them in everything. Yeah, but you're right. It's not like mega spicy, but not in like a heat way. I think oh, that the I'm stock I use to cook the um, quinoa is really powerful. I've not had a lot of this. Quinoa. Yeah, that one. Quinoa. Quinoa. The Q the stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know how it's meant to taste. Mm. But I like this one. Okay, good. Tell me something really good and something really shit you've eaten in the last week or so. Ooh. 
Well, I tried to make, also with my slow cooker, mm-hmm. I tried to make a chicken curry. But it Did was... all the chicken vanish? No. No. What, is that <laughs> I thought that you said to? it. No, I thought you said in the slow cooker it like dissolves away, but oh. not completely. I thought you were going to go for like a housemaid took it out. Yeah, <laughs> which is way more possible. Stolen. But it was just it just didn't have that. It was fine. Mm. And I love putting potatoes and things. I right. like potatoes and rice in the same mm. dish. I'm yes. all for that. But it just didn't have the taste. It didn't taste mm-hmm. that much. And I was expecting it to have more more oomph. curry taste. But oh. I imagine when I don't really look at who does the recipes I try to make when I think it was like a really just like a white American <laughs> housewifey. And I was like, oh, yeah, maybe don't cook a, a white woman's curry. <laughs> that was <laughs> this, my mistake. This tastes of white woman's curry. <laughs> Very disappointing. And then what I, in the last week, oh, I had a proper British roast. Ooh. Like a home-cooked roast. No, I didn't Amazing. make it myself, but it was um, my friend Mark and his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Well, it was his girlfriend who cooked it. Um it was really nice. Oh, what um, do, roast what potatoes? You have? Mm. Some the little tiny carrots. Mm. I don't know. They're called chanterelle, I think, or chantilly, or something like that. Yeah, tiny carrots. Yep. And um, baby carrots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. And then there was brown sauce. Mm. What else was there? Normal potatoes, maybe. Yeah. Oh, so good. And three different kinds of meat, I think. Oh wow. Pork chicken and beef wow they really went to town really that's amazing and that was like was that what you did for new year's eve like a dinner Mm. party wicked yeah i never go out for new year's eve i hate new year's eve so much i i gather from your social media (laughs) that you're not into new year's eve i think it's just um the weight of expectation on it is disgusting Mm, it's fireworks as well my um, not into it my uh well you don't really have what we call in denmark um table bombs Okay. So it's like a tiny, tiny, tiny. It doesn't piece sound of, very nice. It's not nice. So you light. It's like a tiny. Uh, looks like a toilet paper roll. Yeah. But then with a little thing, right. and you then light, and then it goes, pssst, and then poof, and then like confetti will fall out over the table. No. Nice. And then maybe sometimes like a, a little toy or something. Okay. So you do that. Ha ha ha! It's fine. My mom once did that. L- turns out it wasn't um, an inside <gasps> table bomb. It was an outside. No, battery. No. Do you call it a battery? The one that just like goes in a Catherine circle. wheel we have. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, probably that's the one. The whole house lit on fire. I was hiding no. under the table. I was four no. years old. Oh yeah. shit! So you've got like genuine such, trauma. Yeah, I have it. such a PTSD about like fireworks. <laughs> oh my god! So, I hate. And I was what was that? Five years ago or something? Maybe seven years. Doesn't matter when. Yeah. New Year's Day, I was walking through Copenhagen on my way to my friends, and I saw this car of, like, thugs. Yeah. You know, just, like, bad boys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you make them sound quite fit, but really, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Um, and I was like, oh, no, they're going to do something, because they seem to be out looking for trouble. But then all they did was put a bag into, like, the container of um, uh, flasks, like, glass stuff. Yeah. And I was like, oh. Here I was thinking there were thugs, and all they do is recycle, and then of course it exploded. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I had the, I was scared for five days. Oh, I had like anxiety, five day long anxiety attack. So I hate New Year's Eve. But then uh, I now uh, live close to like a party area. Yeah. So I thought oh, I don't want to be home either. Yeah, yeah. But then yeah. Mark, uh, Mark and Leanne, 
Aspen's Bears. Love. It was really nice. So nice. I got to stay over so I didn't have to go out. <laughs> oh, that's so perfect. It was wonderful. And that food was incredible. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I went to um I went to a friend's house for oh, you've reminded me of so many things. I went to a friend's house and we actually went to a parents' house, they were away like teenagers. <laughs> except we all brought our tiny children and put them to bed. And it was <laughs> We had an enormous like Italian feast. Everybody bought a course. Mm. I love doing it like that. Yeah, I think there's a name for it actually, and I've forgotten it. Like Italian tapas. No, maybe, but like I think there's a name for where everyone brings a different course. Oh, oh shit. Okay, well please do tweet me that yeah. if you know that. But I was in charge of starters, which is my favourite course. If I was asked, it. yeah, pudding would be my least in terms of oh, to yeah. cook, yeah. yeah, and to eat. Probably not really? a coincidence. But today, oh. like. I bought some puddings because I really wanted something sweet. Yeah. I really digress. I'm not very good at this. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then um, the house that we went to, my friend Maya's parents' house, that was the most scary fireworks house of my youth because her dad, Woody, who's a legend, like the dearest, cleverest, most bonkers man, but he would just set them off at us. I mean, not what? like in a, not in an aggro way, just in a totally careless, dizzy, a dizzy, bumbling man kind of way and my friend Tash got one like in the hair <laughs> she's fine she's fine she hasn't there's no scarring her hair looks beautiful now but it was like shit like oh, wow okay that yeah. is also traumatic um but it was never me and weirdly I think with stuff like that maybe it's because I've never had any major like I've never been stood next to someone who got the sparkler hand or whatever mm. but it's um, a TV show made me scared for much longer about fireworks mm-hmm. where it was just some kids bouncing this is so horrible <laughs> in one of those um, you know those trampolines with all nets around it mm-hmm. so that the kids don't fall out so you can put quite young kids in it mm-hmm. someone's setting off fireworks while the kids were bouncing in that and a firework bounced into that and then was pinging oh around, God. yeah, like in a cage, basically. Kids in a cage oh with a fire. God. Amazingly, they were fine. <laughs> but it was one of those, like, 999 programs. Like, don't fucking let your kids play in their bouncing cage while I, you're setting off pyrotechnics. I feel like you... I mean, it's a weird one teaching safety to kids because there's always, like, the context is always lacking. Because yeah. I remember we had this guy out to teach us about safety. I think it was about riding a bicycle. Yeah. I was like, wear a helmet, blah, blah, blah. And then, but then one of his things was, if you fall down and you land like in a, a rain puddle and then you have your nose just slightly underwater, you could drown. <laughs> That's still in my head. I still think about that every time it rains. I'm like, oh, I'm going to drown now in a puddle. I better not snip in that puddle. Yeah. And I guess he was just like trying to think of a wacky scenario where you could maybe possibly get her. And we were just like, oh, this is a, an actual death. <laughs> Like, it's like, dude, I don't think there's like loads of 10 year olds who've accidentally landed nostril in puddle who are dead now. You you do hear that a lot though about like bathing babies. You don't eat, they could all, they could drown in even an inch of water. Like that gets really hammered over. That's a baby. Yeah, it's a baby. It's not a whole child. Babies are useless. (laughs) They're pathetic. Did you never get fireworks um, safety things at school? Um, we would have lots of very frightening videos on television oh, here. Oh, we would get a guy so, out to put a oh, thing really? in a in like a pumpkin or a watermelon. Right. And be like, and look what happens. <gasps> no, we had just vi- like um, government-sponsored 
um, TV ad after TV ad of like a mangy hand that had been burnt off oh, where someone didn't let go or held their sparkler the wrong way up. But it was always pretty like, just don't be a, don't be foolish about this. It wasn't ever, don't do it. It's so weird, isn't it? I um, I went, when my son was very tiny, which was ridiculous and I should have waited until he was older and I'd had any <laughs> sleep. But I went to like a health and safety course run by a paramedic who... Um, like baby health and safety but most of it ended up being about choking and weirdly this brings it back to eating but um <laughs> i was so out of it i think my son was like four weeks old like i would had like oh, three God. hours sleep in the last month do you know what i mean and i was like whatever and the choking stuff's so irrelevant until they're like at least half a year old anyway there was one family in there with a kid who was like one or like one and a half and the rest of us all had these pointless newborns which basically was the health and safety don't drop it <laughs> um but <laughs> Try not to fall asleep, actually, whole body on it. Um, He said, oh, you must never, ever pass them food in a car. Obviously, don't let them eat in a car. And when you've got this tiny newborn, you're like, I mean, you know, I will never do that. And when everyone clocked that the parents of, like, the one-year-old, the 18-month-old, were looking at each other going, fuck. I don't understand why you're not allowed to do that. Well, because I suppose if you're facing forward and driving, then you're not looking at them while they're eating or whatever. But I now, like, I don't know if I I couldn't get from A to B. We go a maximum of 50 metres without a snack. There's no way I could ever drive with him not eating during the drive. (laughs) I just so, I feel like I need to cuddle the wood of the table that we're talking on that I'm not going (laughs) to let my kids choke in their car. But well, he eats constantly in the car. He rarely stops. No, I mean, not, not the yet. No. Seat, obviously, but <laughs> my friend is when she drives alone with her kids. She's yeah. like, "What do I?" Because he's crying in the back, so yeah. I need him by my side. Yeah, but you're not allowed to do that. Either. No, you can get a little mirror so you can look at them crying, which, if anything, makes it worse. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <to> your mother. <laughs> oh, a lot of it's shit. <laughs> In my time. I want to know about Danish food because I don't know anything mm. about it. I think all that the average layperson here has heard of is Danish pastries, but do you even have them in Denmark? Well, Danish pastry, well, as pastries. Mm. Um, yeah, it would be, of course you just call them pastries. <laughs> well, we call them Wienerbrot, which means oh, right. Vienna bread. So to us, it's not a Danish thing at all. That's so Not funny. So that's, we, I don't They're th- Austrian. I don't feel like anyone considers pastry a Danish thing at all in Denmark. That, that's not. I don't think anyone would put that on the list of here are all the things about Denmark. That's- I fucking thought you might say that. It's like we have a cake here called French Fancy. There's no way French yeah, people no way. would eat those. They're just like a basic <laughs> sponge with something pink on. There's also Dutch courage. Other, I think I'm um, not 100% sure, but I think a Great Dane mm-hmm. is not called that. Really? <laughs> it's not called that in Denmark at all. It's not called Just that. Just want a big dog. I think our well, our national dish is um, steak flesk with persilla sauce, which is say that again. Steak flesk mil persilla sauce. Amazing. So steak flesk is I think the back, like the I feel like it's the back of like a pork, a pork back. I think. Mm. And then you fry it so it gets really crunchy and really um, squishy in a way. It's yeah, like, yeah. basically it's like fat, yeah. fried fat. Lush. And then oh, potatoes and then parsley sauce, like a white parsley Ooh. sauce. And it is, oh, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. Amazing. Uh, and then we have, well, rye bread, like open sandwiches. Mm-hmm. It's like the main thing. 
because it's such an everyday right thing. Well, I, you know, I don't know if that times have changed now, and I think like health has become more a thing. Right. But right, bread's really healthy, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it's more healthy than white bread. Yeah. But it's not as healthy as not eating bread at all. Oh, really? That sort of thing. And then I remember, I like when I did bullshit, when I did all the horrible trigger warning dieting right, when I was yeah, a teenager. Yeah. You know, you could maybe have like half a piece with a salad thing situation. Oh, fuck but bad. It, at least where I grew up, and I was, yeah. you know, quite working class. It was just that was your lunch every yeah. single day. Right, that's your lunch, and right. then it just it gets fancier. What, my, what the sort of things you might you have on, on a, like an over sandwich? There's a uh, pate mm. with either oh god, you put everything on pate. Yeah. Um, usually pickled beetroot, Ooh. so good, or cucumber, just cu- cucumber yeah. slices. And then there's Asia, which I don't know what it is. Asia, it's like a white. How do you spell it? A S I E R. Okay. Asia, it's like pickled. I don't actually know what it is, but something that's but pickled. A, is it like an oniony thing or a root yes, veggie thing? Yes, it feels a bit like an oniony thing actually. Mm. It's kind of sweet, but that might be the pickle stuff. Maybe it's like a little shallot that you've pickled. Oh no, but we can get that as well. No, Ooh. it's like a long. More like a spring onion. No, it's like I don't actually. I'll try. Can I look it up? Yeah, now? yeah, is yeah, that yeah. God, I have no idea what I've been eating. That's the same. We have remoulade, which is, Ooh. I guess you sometimes have that here, but it's not yeah. the same. No. And we ask any Danish person what it is, and we're like, um, <laughs> it's yellow. It tastes good. No idea what's in it. I think it's like curry, and then it's like pickles and the mayonnaise. I like think the a, closest thing we have here is called pick a lily. Yeah, it's sort of like that. But that's but, pretty rank here. It's no. like jarred rank. And also it's like a special thing where in Remoulade in Denmark you just put it on everything. Right. Oh, you can put it on fried cod. Not cod. Another sort of fish like that. Um, Asia. English. Oh, mm. God, this is so fascinating. Mm. I already knew I knew nothing and now I've realised how much <laughs> nothing I knew. Danish pickles? Okay, well that doesn't help it. <laughs> that doesn't help. Would you just call them Danish pickles? That doesn't explain what it is. <laughs> what it means is even the Ooh. internet doesn't know. Oh, can I have a look at it? There's a picture. Maybe it's just pickles. Ooh. Is that, what does that look that like? That looks like a, um, a peeled cucumber. It does. Like a gherkin. You'd use large... Is it just cucumber? Gherkins are baby... Pickled cucumber. Cucumbers. Oh, I guess it is. It is. Oh, maybe that's someone... a courgette. It's all the same family, isn't it? Ooh. That no, but they don't like have a, that taste. That looks like um, cucumber pickled and pickled skinned. Pickled cucumber, is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, because that's how they end Ooh. up looking. So they end up looking like these white... Oh, my God, yeah. That's just a... It's all the inside... It's the inside-out cucumber. Oh. Wow. No one, No one knows that. Now they do. The, yeah, then you pickle it News in... Newsflash. Hoovering exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> and you have the bay leaves and <clears throat> peppercorns and mustard seed. Oh, lovely. Oh, wow. Okay, I will I'm bet you no one, no one... Oh, now I'm going to get sweets from Danish people going, we all knew that. Uh, <laughs> bet, you, bet you fucking didn't. Bet you fucking didn't. No one bet you just learnt that. No one I hope you get that. equal number of tweets from people saying, well, I just learnt that. Thank you. And no one not Danish, no one not Danish knew that. <laughs> and then you would put like sliced, um, sliced meats, like sliced yeah. ham, sliced chicken... Uh, like a pepper salami. Okay. And on top of that, you would either put it's what we call Italian salad. I bet it's not Italian. It's like <laughs> mayonnaise with um, tiny cubes of carrot 
and peas mm. in like a mayonnaise. It's really good. That sounds more Eastern European than um than No, it has less spice. No, I think I feel like it's Scandinavian because it's literally just mayonnaise yeah. and peas. Like it's no no spices. They just love that. Mayonnaise. They love that in Russia as well. Like mayonnaise full of tiny cubed. Yeah, yeah, that it could easily. Be. I feel like it's definitely northern. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like spiceless mayonnaise stuff. Lush. And you can put remoulade with dry roasted onions. Mm. Oh, like dehydrated or yeah, crunchy. Yeah, yeah, like they're crunchy, Yummy. really crunchy. Yeah. Oh, there's so many variations. And then there's that fried lush. fish with remoulade. And then, oh, eggs and shrimp with mayonnaise. Ooh. It's so good. It sounds amazing. It's so good. And all those different textures and layers of it. Yeah, and then, so the food. Also, the, to me, it all sounds healthy. <laughs> I think that sounds I, well, healthy. there's a lot of the remoulade and mayonnaise stuff. That's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and maybe I don't know not, about pate. I don't actually know anything um, about. Well, that. Well, pate is like high fat, super high fat, but and high cholesterol. I imagine so. It's not like yeah. a fucking bag of spinach. <laughs> but ultimately, there's vitamins and minerals in offal that I don't think you can yeah. get from anywhere and else. And it's filling, so you're not hungry an It's hour protein, later. like there's a ton of protein. Oh, there's so much meat in it, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But uh, yeah, it's one of those things where it's it's definitely healthier than most of the things I would be able to think of that I could eat in the UK. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's a yeah. big problem in the beginning. So I was going to say, do you have access to that stuff here and or do you care? Do you miss it? Yeah, so yeah. a lot of the things... Well, I've I've only started using the kitchen mm-hmm. in the past year. Really, yeah. just confidence thing or no. having a time. Well, or a I've only I only moved in here. Right. It's in this flat year and a half ago. Mm. But before that, I lived with five or six people in this really shitty kitchen, yeah. and someone was always out there. And I just and also I was so I'm still busy, but now I'm more busy on my own terms. So a lot yeah. of what I do now is you know, podcasting or um, writing, where yeah. back then my busy was nine hours to mm. go to Plymouth and do a gig in the nine hours. You know, yeah. so, so you didn't have time quick. to, you know, to yeah. cook. Where now a lot of my work, fortunately, is done mm. at home. So, and so it was just never on, for, I mean, and then before that I lived in like a dorm, like in Denmark I lived in a student accommodation okay. where I didn't have my own kitchen. Yeah. So again, there was like, I had to share a kitchen I did the shittest people. cooking ever when I was in. I never, I just never did it. Yeah. You know? And then I had like, I got a fridge in What my did you room. live off when you were in student halls? I basically had super new, we in, I was lucky that I was in catered halls in oh. the sense that there was breakfast and dinner. Oh, but it nice. was, the food was so rank that I had the same thing every day. Oh no. I had like, uh, like cereals and toast and stuff for breakfast and I had a jacket potato with a different filling every day. I've not had a jacket potato for years, but I will. I bloody love a jacket potato. It's one of those things that, as someone who flirts heavily with veganism, (laughs) is it's a slightly saddened affair that you can't have a ton of butter in it because I think the butter is one of the butter and the crispy. You can have the crispy skin, and you can put a really sexy olive oil in, and it's still really nice. Oh yeah, but it's um, salty. If it gets salty, you can put that on. But the idea of an actual salty butter, like a good butter in there. Kergon, the Danish brand. Oh, it's so good, it's so good. Is it? <laughs> but is I'm that very, Danish butter? I get very nationalistic when it comes to Danish food. Oh, I it like that. It's the thing I love the most. It's the thing I miss the most. Really? <laughs> the only thing I really, truly miss, apart from family and friends. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Screw you, family and friends. <laughs> yeah, you're not pickled cucumber, are you? <laughs> but it's the thing I miss the very most. So when I started using the kitchen for the first time since I was... Yeah, so, I mean, forever almost. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started realizing that a lot of the things you can buy, you can just make. Yeah. 
you know, it's not that you might not be able to get rye bread in every shop, but you can yeah. bake it yourself, which I've tried, but it's wow. a lot of it's in getting the slices thin, and I don't know how to do that, so it gets thick. And then yeah. And it's, but you can get. So what I do is I get a few rundlama. I don't know, how, but uh, loaf, yes, yeah. loaves of yeah. rye bread from Denmark. Uh, just like the regular one you'd get yeah. every day, not in, not in, not even anything fancy, and I just take that to here and I freeze it. Perfect. So I just take two or three slices out and put them in the toaster, defrost them, defrost them, <gasps> and then have it. So I do that a fair amount, and then I go to Scandinavian Kitchen. No, I was going to oh, ask. So yes. The next question was going to be: Is there any way you can go here to eat yes. amazingly cooked Danish food? Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you can go in there. Where's it's, Scandinavian Kitchen? Is that in? It's on Great, great Titchfield Street. Oh, great Soho. Soho, yeah. Uh, right, close to the BBC and mm-hmm. Oxford Street and that whole thing. And you can get open sandwiches there. Nice. It's amazing. I don't think you can get full meals. Right. But there are other restaurants that do that, but I've not been there because it's like £70 for a... It's fancy. Yeah. Kiss my dick. Yeah. But, uh, but you can buy stuff. Like yeah. it's, almost, it's a shop and a cafe. So you can get a lot of the things you put on top of rye bread and you can get something like nice. vanilla sugar. Ooh. Which is really hard to find. I can only ever find vanilla essence. You know, like oh, the liquid yeah. stuff. Yeah, we only use an essence here. We don't have the dust. <laughs> yeah, but it's really weird. Such a weird thing to not, to think that. Why wouldn't you have that? Oh well, you can buy like Danish I, mayonnaise. With all those things, like I'm fascinated to know why it is that one place ended up with. Yeah, they. Do you know what? A food historian. What an interesting job. Oh my god. There, there are people so who whole thing like look into like why you ended up with it as a sugar or as yeah. a powder, and we have it as a liquid. Yeah, and they it, must stem from whatever somewhere. we were putting to doing yeah. with whatever like standard majority of household puddings or yeah. baking involved back in the day. Yeah, because vanilla's everywhere. Or when you got your vanilla from whatever hot country it was grown in, mm. via whom? Yeah, yeah, and then what it went into making first. So interesting. It's so interesting. I love it. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would love to know some. I would love to know. There's so many things that you only realize later that, oh, is that a Danish thing? I didn't mm-hmm. know you didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. It's quite fun. Also, I really want to go to that swanky pants place, though, but as a treat. The restaurant that's really Oh, expensive. the Danish one. Having been rude about I'm it. trying to remember what it's called. Sna- snaps and rye? Maybe Snaps and rye? Okay. I think it's called. I mean that would make sense, wouldn't it? Well, now they should give me some kind of. Um... They should. They should give. They should both sponsor both of our podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And if they can't manage that, <laughs> would you like to send us some vouchers so that we can go out for a belated thirtieth birthday dinner for oh Sophie's God, birthday, that's and so much. we can celebrate me being much older than that, <laughs> but liking Danish food. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. We have a lot of potatoes and uh, sauce stuff, a lot of gravy, mm. which I don't think is uncommon to hear. No. Especially in the north. In the yeah. north of England, they're much better at having good sauces and gravies for their spuds. Oh, that So there's, um, from Newcastle up, basically, there's, oh, yeah. you'd, as standard, get a really amazing beefy gravy like with your chips and a fish and We chip also chip. once had a thing where we visited up there. Up there. As back in the days. Yeah. We just took a little visit. <laughs> you know, pillaged and stuff. Yeah, yeah. It might have popped well, up there. I don't know if we brought some gravy recipes or. Uh, but there was some. There was some. Some allocations and something yeah. happening there. Well, you don't need to talk about that bit. <laughs> it's really it. weird going up north and seeing Danish street names. Like, really? Like, oh, that's so cool. Oh no, 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 no. Oops. Uh oh. No. 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 <laughs> Thank you. 
the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. As we come back in now, um, we've just been talking about uh, Sophie's book that she's got coming out in May called Happy Fat. And so, um, and it's called Happy, Happy Fat. Yes. I want to know everything about it, but I also want to know just generally about fat activism. Mm-hmm. Hard to say. Activism, great yes. to do um and just everything really i suppose perhaps that's too broad but we could start with just the reclaiming of the word fat uh, i feel yeah. like i learned that off you on the guilty feminists of, oh really yeah, yeah. God, that must be ages ago well i think i don't remember when i i think it's a realization so for me i went from being what i think most people unfortunately most people at least most fat people you know, you grow up hating your body because that's what no. you've been taught. And that's not even just fat people. I think a lot of people. Oh, it's I everyone. I don't know why I'm justifying it. I know yeah. most people. I don't know yeah. why I'm like, maybe, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> All people hate their bodies. Um, yeah. And so I was the same. I tried to diet, tried to lose weight from, I was seven or eight till I was 23, yeah. I think. My whole life was just about dieting. And then, of course, fat is a bad word because you don't, you're not allowed to be fat. And, then, you know, it's what the children shouted at you. Yeah. And then the change for me happened. And for a lot of people, it's gradual. And a lot of it was also gradual for me. But there was an overnight situation. There was a You a had a spark bulb. moment. Yeah. Oh, my because God. Because I've always been... I'm jealous. <laughs> I think you should be because I think it's, yeah. it's... I'm really lucky that I've... I'm oh, really lucky that that has happened. I'm. It's happened, but it's still happening. And it, yeah. I just mean that I haven't had it as a... Like, it's been yeah. a really gradual, gradual yeah. process. And it's still... It wasn't like, and then I left my body forever and everything was fine. Sure. Yeah, yeah, But yeah. there was... So basically, I've always been... <laughs> I've always disrespected authority. And I recently said to my mom, like, oh, I'm really I'm really happy that you were always there for me when I got into trouble at school because I got into trouble so much and I was always wrong. Well, I'm, that's a lie. I was very... <laughs> But a lot of it was just me being contrary and yeah. like, there's no reason to, you know, do this. I would just, you know, stage protests and like, you know, uh, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of stuff I would, I would do. And then my mom, so I said to my mom, thank you for always picking my side because I feel yeah. like not a lot of moms would do that. And my mom was like, well, I could never teach you to be someone who would respect authority. <laughs> I was like, fucking brilliant. So that's what I've grown up with. I've grown up with yeah. question everything and they're not always right. And I've grown up with trying to change. And this fierce woman by the sounds of it. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Great. I've been trying to, to change um, 
basically it's always been the school system because that's where I've been. Yeah. And then when I had a job, then I would try and change something there. Like I yeah. just kept trying to. I had a whole thing with my <laughs> the cafeteria lady <laughs> <laughs> when I was seventeen because she would overprice the carrots. And then she, that was the only healthy thing she had. And then she only had, like, whatever, sandwiches and stuff. And I, I made a huge thing of trying to gather, like, a, I made a petition to try and get her to, and I was, like, calculating how much it would have cost her to make these carrots. <laughs> and, but no one wanted to sign it because they were like, but she's a really nice lady. She's like, sad. <laughs> so I was the only one who, who like, signed oh, no. it while I was scolding all my classmates. Carrot like, gate I can't did not get you a will big not stand traction. up for justice. <laughs> And yeah, she did cry. The cafeteria <gasps> lady it was oh, horrible. No, no. I was like, this isn't personal. Yeah. This is about health. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. so I do a lot of that. So I think I've always had a feeling that, hmm, I think they're lying to us. I think yeah. you shouldn't just trust adults. You shouldn't just yeah. trust the system. But I knew nothing. I wasn't at all politically engaged. I barely knew who our prime minister was. And then I met uh, this person who did, Andrea, when I studied Russian <laughs> for a flawed a flawed decision and I met Andrea and she was just like oh it's capitalism capitalism is the reason you hate your body because they make money yeah. off of the products that you will then buy to make your body perfect yeah. but you will never be perfect so the gist that I got from it was that fat is bad it's not a fact Yeah, it's not in any book as a fact yeah. it's someone's opinion sure it's most people's opinion because they've been taught it but yeah. it stems from a subjective opinion it stems from a person who has made us feel this way and not from yeah. oh that's just how it is and that just my brain was like uh, wait a minute it's not a fact yeah. it's not like you know the sun is hot yeah. uh, my, this wall is white uh, fat is bad that's not and yeah. everything I remember like feeling like a newborn and I was just walking around <laughs> shitting myself no <laughs> could not could not do it <laughs> and I would see like billboards saying you know lose weight and, I, and every single thing I saw I'd be like wait oh that's not a fact yeah that's someone trying to sell a product but there is that exact that exact thing um, I think Jamila Jamil was tweeted exactly almost exactly what you just said in the last day or two that imagine how many people would lose money if everybody decided mm, overnight yes. today that they love their body? It's a two hundred and twenty billion pound industry. I bet that's sort of conservative. And that, I think estimate. that's just the beauty. I that's think that's just the beauty. Because be if you then estimate. if you then also take the big pharma industry, the pharmaceutical yeah. industry, and you take the um, the medicinal industry yeah. in terms of weight loss surgery and other kinds of God, you don't even. That's even the yeah. extreme side and of things. The what you get but just the diet yeah. culture alone, even just the yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll put a big fat trigger warning in this yeah, <laughs> before we yeah. even start. But like, ultimately, it's um, the how pervasive it is mm. is terrifying. The fact that we're all accepting. I got an email from two twelve-year-old girls asking me to do a thing for their school project, which I right. love doing. Love I love because I'm always like, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Now yeah, I can speak directly to the kids, yeah, and then yeah, I just yeah. some st- reporter. But the email started with, hello, we are two 12-year-old girls. Uh, when you are 12, you hate your body. What do you have to say? And I was just like, they just said it as like, oh, well. To, so yeah. you know when you're 12, you hate your body. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, so it's so huge and it yeah. is everywhere. Yeah. And, but people don't even accept it as an opinion. They take it as a fact. Not just that fat is bad and unattractive and lazy and stupid, but they also take it as it is inherently unhealthy. Yeah. And they just, everyone accepts that. And they, they seem to think be that's like, science. well, I don't understand why it hasn't been 
there hasn't been any acknowledge it's just money isn't it any acknowledgement of all the science mm. that shows again and again that lifetimes of dieting don't work it, I mean, it fundamentally it comes down has to that. Been disproved at least since the seventies. Yes, yeah. and, and there's all these therapists, there's science. all these nutritionists, there's mm-hmm. all these people saying that you can't change it. It's directly unhealthy to diet. It's yeah. so unhealthy. Yo-yo diet saying like when you go up and down yeah. all the time, which you do because diets don't work. Yeah, it's just it's, it has a ninety-eight percent fail rate, and yeah. that's not even counting long effects so you can say okay maybe they're still thin after three years but will they still be thin after seven years you just yeah. don't know no, it I just don't. does not work and also this whole like but it's a lot and i i always sound like a conspiracy theory theorist when I'm, i say this well no because i think the problem is the conspiracy is true in this it's instance not, and it's not even hidden so it's not even no. like oh if you really dig you might find something it's out there f- yeah. the fact that uh that they're lobbying to make to classify obesity. We don't use the O word, yeah. but that's what they call it because yeah. they medicalize it. They, they want to classify it as a disease because then the government has to support and fund all the dieting companies and the big pharmaceutical companies. So that's why they're lobbying so hard. They, they oh, all work together. They all God. work together. A lot of the big. Um, but then, what, what even classification are they going to use? Because if it's still done on BMI, then my oh, God. God. Like, even yeah. that comes in and opens another whole world of not yeah. just a can of fucking bullshit, yeah, a yeah, fucking yeah, yeah, factory yeah. of cans of bullshit. It yeah. doesn't BMI make any was sense. invented by a mathematician. It has nothing to do it with nutrition. It has nothing to do with anything. <laughs> I mean, as yeah. a weightlifter, I can, I, it's yeah. not like. It's so. It's so pervasive. But also, I mean, I I have to have my hands up. Like, I'm saying all this. I'm on board with it, intellectually understand it. I'm still emotionally struggling day to day with living in a non-disordered way. And that Mm. bit of you that still says, small is better, small is better, still hear that voice daily. Yeah, yeah. And but at least and now so, I know I've got the intellectual tools yeah. when my mental health is well enough not to hear it. Yeah, and, and that's, that's another part of it. why I'm lucky because my mother is incredibly, it's all logic. Yeah. You know, so there would be many, <laughs> for a lot of years, uh, just to bring a tiny bit back to food, around Christmas she would be like, well, we should just have a normal meal for Christmas because it's not like any other day and we will spend six hours cooking and then we'll eat it in 15 minutes and so why would we do that? Why not just buy an extra present and then just have pizza? I mean, my sister were like, yeah, okay. So for like (laughs) three, four years we had pizza and just like regular spaghetti. Yeah, love (laughs) it. So what I'm trying to say is just that she's so, it's so much about logic and um, it's the reason why I was severely um, misunderstood in the beginning when I moved to the UK because right. I was very much like why would I say how are you back because then you know that I'm only asking because you just asked me how are you so <laughs> people say how are you and then I would answer them I'm a bit tired actually and I don't like that it's raining and then I wouldn't say anything more because that's no logic behind that so I'm lucky to be so such a um, like log- the feeling of logic yeah, yeah. works really well on me right. it's really hard like I remember once I said to my first therapist Second therapist. Uh, there's been a few. I remember I said to her, like, oh, I'm, I was like 18 and suicidal. And I was like, oh, I'm just the worst person in the world. I'm the worst person in the world. And she said, oh, yeah, what makes you so special? And I was like, that's so good. <laughs> just mathematically, you cannot be the worst person in the world. And I was like, no. oh, that changed everything. Yeah. So just I'm watch much- any Netflix documentary in my life. You won't be the worst. You're definitely yeah. not. Go see a comedy show. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> hmm. So I think, so for me, I'm lucky that logic means so much to my yeah. emotions as well. 
but it but I still have the voice and I have good days and I have bad days. Yeah. But now I've developed this new voice that's also that I don't have to force out that just comes that just goes, Oh my god, you're fucking hot. Oh my god, your yes. stomach is so sexy. Look at your big thighs. You're so amazing. And yeah. oh, it's a shame that no one's going to see you today because you're so fucking hot. And I'm like, where did that come from? <laughs> I that's turning that thirty. I swear to God, that's turning thirty. I, I, I mean, I think it helps basically. Yeah, like the well, older, yeah. the older you get to, to oh, maybe to a point. Fucking hope not. Um, I hope that you get to like 120 and you're like, oh my oh, god, check it out. <laughs> check me out. I hope so. Um, yeah, I think it's so fascinating. And I think there's a... So there's a backlash in the sense that um, to this to this positive movement of self-love, mm. in the sense that I think people misunderstand a movement that, as far as I'm concerned, is about the end of a shame mm-hmm. in fatness uh, and in all bigness mm-hmm. with um, a promotion of unhealthiness. Those two yeah. things are thoroughly yeah. fucking different. Can I add a, th- can yes. I, sorry, can yeah, I add yeah, a third yeah. thing? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. actually there's two different things, right? Yes. So there's the body positivity movement. Yes. And then there's the fat activism movement. Right. right? Well, the fat activism is basically based on fat liberation movement. Okay. So I need education. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is my favorite thing in the whole world. Great. Uh, I just want to it. And this is all as relevant as it fucking gets to eating. So oh, this yeah. is perfect. It really, really yeah. is. Uh, so the body uh, positivity movement is very, very new. And it's a lot about self-love, love your curves. Um, it's very much taken over by size 12 white women with symmetrical faces and uh, a lot of money to use on Instagram to look really good, right? And their messages are always love yourself, hug yourself, all of that. But fat liberation started in the late 60s. I feel like it was 68 or 69. Yeah. And it was a group of fat, queer lesbians, uh, yeah. Jewish lesbians, who uh, created the... N-N-F-N-A-A-F-A, the National Association for Fat Acceptance or Association for Fat Acceptance, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and they started the Fat Liberation Movement. So they would do a fat in where they all gathered in Central Park in New York and they burned diet books oh, and, uh, and ate ice cream. <laughs> and their, oh, their slogan was, uh, diets... Diets is a cure for a disease that doesn't exist or mm. something like that. I might be butchering it. They had the Fat Liberation Manifesto, which is what they wanted to achieve. What they At no point did they mention health. At no yeah. point did they mention self-love. They didn't yeah. give a shit how you felt about your body. <laughs> that's irrelevant. <laughs> okay. What they wanted was equal rights right. and um, uh, uh, proper health care. Because, yeah. you know, doctors, a lot of doctors are fat-biased. Yeah. Uh, they wanted... Um, for discrimination of fatness to be legalized in the same way as you would illegalize other kinds of discrimination. Yeah. I'm butchering it because I don't remember it by heart, but it all, it's all about, uh, like, don't discriminate fat people and don't take away our rights and treat us as you would treat other people. None of that was ever about self-love and yeah, love yeah, your yeah, curves yeah. and stuff. None of that. It's all about <laughs> liberation, like yeah. not being oppressed. Yeah. So companies then took that and made it into, oh, no, 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 it's back to you now. It's not the system. It's not the companies. It's not capitalism. It's you need to learn how to love your body. So you go from going, oh, I'm too fat, to going, oh, I don't love my body enough. It's still your fault. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, still, feeling, you're still it's still, a, still, it's still an enough. industry wanting you to change. Yeah, and then what do you do? You go, oh, well, Simply Be has an advert 
where they have like a slightly maybe possibly a bit choppy girl dancing in a thing so maybe if I buy that dress then I'll learn to love myself you know and then it's just another place to put your money into where yeah. fat liberation is demolishing capitalism is demolishing the patriarchy is demolishing racism and homophobia and queerphobia and transphobia because yeah. all bodies are in the same and ableism all bodies you know are demonized yeah. so that's the difference it's a huge yeah. difference it's a huge difference and now i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's so fascinating it's so but it fascinating. is so fascinating i think what i meant i I'm gonna, and you've taught me. Thank you. Yeah, I completely forgot and, what you yeah, said originally. No, but it was just. I think that sometimes when people say, I think sometimes the backlash comes from a place of fear in people that it's a yeah. promotion of unhealthiness. And my point was, it's not. You're in the body that you're in, mm. regardless mm -hmm. of what you eat. It sounds that's that sounds like madness. But I think that's the thing. That's the thing that we've had drilled out of us by the capitalist society that we've lived in and our mothers and our grandmothers and our mm. great grandmothers lived in but it is, so what are you meant to do like it's it right a, down into the bones but ultimately it comes down to the fact of you it, 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 into this world of if we lose if we lose the world of good food bad food mm. and i'm not you know i'm not um i'm not climate change denying here i'm aware that there's healthy food and unhealthy food mm. um but it's about what you've it's about the other thing that diet culture has done, I'm not. This doesn't necessarily follow straight on. I'm not being as articulate. I never am as articulate <laughs> as I wish I was, Sophie. But the the, uh, the other thing that diet thing, I think that diet culture has genuine, genuinely made people less healthy in the oh, sense yeah. that not just that the obvious um, harm it does a human body to go from smaller Start to starving. bigger to smaller yeah. to bigger to smaller to bigger, but also we've lost touch of our hunger yes. and our time yes uh so much time is consumed with thinking about yeah. the aesthetics of you and how much you might want to change that but also with quantities weights mm. that you've you lose touch of flavors of fullness of hunger i again i'm still on a long fucking journey when it comes to taking time over what i oh, fucking don't know mm. if i'm ever going to get there with that i will <laughs> but ultimately i just want to um i just want to know when i'm hungry and know when i'm full mm. and that is gonna i've basically got up until my mid-20s late 20s to undo on that yeah. front and just on i'm yeah. gonna say just on health i have a million things to say i'm gonna try and not go too much into it um first of all uh Mental health? Yeah. Hello? Everyone has a fucking, fucking eating disorder now. Yeah. Everyone has an eating disorder. Yeah. That's not healthy. So no. you eating a salad every day because you feel compulsed because I need to eat. That's not health. That's not yeah. health. That might be good for your organs or whatever, but you're still terribly unhealthy inside of your head. Yeah. So for some people with eating disorders or who are suffering or a victim of or a survivor of or whatever you say, living with eating disorders, eating a fucking ice cream for lunch is healthy because yeah. at least you're not restricting a part of your brain that will eventually make you hate yourself so much. Well, and ultimately self-harming in that way that you're being cruel and depriving yourself yeah. of something that... Yeah. Absolutely. Then there's the fact that it's, it is fat hatred. The people yeah. who mention health, it's hatred of fat because you don't mention it when your friends go, your thin friends go drinking every weekend yeah. or they do drugs or they have unprotected sex or your friend who does extreme, yeah. extreme sports, yeah. jump off bridges and stuff or 
uh, people who cross the road without looking. No one goes, you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle when yeah. like a blogger puts up a photo of her drinking a beer. No one goes, you're promoting an unhealthy lifestyle. No one does that because it's not about that. Like a fat person can have a photo on their Instagram of them running or eating a salad or doing yeah. yoga and they'll still be like, you're promoting unhealth. Like... It's not about health. It has never been. It's not been about health from the fat liberation movement. It's yeah. not been about health from the body positivity movement. And it's not been about health from the trolls and the people who point out that it, because it's not. Yeah. It's not unhealthy being fat. There are things that can be unhealthy and that fat people can be unhealthy. There's going to be people, people of, there's going to be people of all size who are unhealthy. And yeah. there's going to be people of all size who are healthy. Yeah. That, yeah. There we go. That's how I wanted to succinctify yeah. it. There are people yeah. of all sizes who are healthy. And then there's a whole other thing. And so I think some if, people just cannot, that yeah. cannot go in their head. No. You cannot imagine. But then you have you to start be... treating fat people with respect and no one can do that. Because then they have to also accept themselves and their own fatness. Another thing is... But we'd be so much happier if uh, we did. We'd all be so much happier <laughs> and maybe richer. Can like themselves enough to feel that they deserve happiness but uh, <laughs> also even even if it was unhealthy it's not even if it was unhealthy being fat if you knew for a fact that every single fat person out there was unhealthy first of all get the fuck out of my health like yeah. knowing who the fuck cares if i'm unhealthy or not fuck you right but also we still need respect we still need equal rights we still need to be treated well because there are some people out there who are unhealthy because their bodies just don't work the way they're supposed to well that's also even an ableist way to say it the way you're saying that makes me think that perhaps it comes down to whether you think there's a moral prerogative to be healthy or not Mm? and in that mm, case mm. then the pressure also also, mm, you know who really really thought that Mm, Hitler I know (laughs) I I know that you don't want to take it back to him but it was his whole thing. His whole thing was that. He loved health. He Putin, hated sick big people. Fan. It's a fascist way of looking at things. Because you're demonizing people who just have chronic illnesses. It's a it's a fascist, horribly right-wing way to look at things. Because yeah. some people are just chronically ill and they can't help that. And even if they could, it's not you're a stranger in the street. It's not your fucking responsibility to say that I'm unhealthy. And what if I am? Fuck you. <laughs> I'm yeah. allowed to be. And then they go, oh, but the NHS, you're going to cost the NHS money. Uh, so are people who get drunk every day, or people who have babies, or people who do extreme sports. And also, yeah. that's not, if the NHS can't afford that, uh, maybe blame the government yeah, yeah, <laughs> who yeah, takes yeah. money from them and don't give them enough. Anyways, this, I'm very passionate about oh, this. No, I know, and I feel so sort of educated by it, and I've been desperate, you know, to, I wanted to, I was very keen to get onto that, so I'm really glad that we got to cover all that. Um, so that's um, all in the book. I think it's but amazing. Sweary. And I'm, well, I want it to and be And I wasn't allowed sweary. to mention Hitler, but, you know. Weren't you? No, it was a bit, it, uh, my editor felt like it was a bit, um, a, a weird footnote. <laughs> I didn't have enough for a full oh chance. Oh my god! So, um, you know, oh, well, I want to write a second book where book. I go full into like conspiracy theories. And yeah, political. The first. Well, and then scary. if you have a caveat of that at the beginning, then yeah, I guess yes. you can just go. Yeah, <laughs> I will make Five second rule: yes or no. Oh god! Oh no. No. Oh wait, what? Oh no! So I thought thought that was the, the rule of the. Um, oh no! Of the I, question. No, I no. Had to answer within I thought five you looked seconds. like really ready. No, I don't have a quick fire round. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! Is, the five, is that the one where you drop something? If on the you floor? drop something on the floor, do you oh, eat no, it? No, no, no. You wouldn't. I think people are allowed to do it, but I, I don't do it. But I, I don't wow. even eat. I don't even drink milk if it's two days before uh, the last date. I get really. Oh God! Oh, I wish we tapped into this stuff earlier. <laughs> this is fascinating. Two days before it goes off. I mean, I could, but I start to feel 
I get very nervous about it. I'm like, oh, there's a taste. There's a taste weird. Yeah, I'm an anxiety thing about. Have yeah. you had terrible food poisoning that's given you that, or is no, it just a? It's a, it's a. I have this f- fun fun OCD thing <laughs> where I keep moving it onto things. Right, so right, right. Uh, I've had a terribly not messy room, but I didn't have anything organized, and then suddenly my OCD was just about getting things organized. So if yeah. you look at my drawers, don't. Uh, <laughs> they all have like. Every single thing has a space for it. <gasps> Everything wow. is organized very, very uh, obsessively. And then once that was done, my OCD had to go somewhere else. And then right. sometimes it'll jump on the kitchen. I have to do a complete clean out of the kitchen or it'll uh, go on to, um, I have to buy 10 white t-shirts because now I'm going to be only wearing white t-shirts for the rest of my life. And that's awesome. <laughs> so I think that's part of my compulsion is, yeah. oh no, I think if the food is just even close to being old and I've, oh no, 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 no. Really? Yeah, it's just a weird, weird, fun OCD anxiety thing that I have going on. Well, I'm, in terms of, yeah, the OCD anxiety, then that's no, no fun at all. What's the longest? This is a new question, so I love asking it. What's okay. the longest you've ever saved something to eat? And then how long did... Not how long does it take you to eat it, how much to do? What was it like? Was it disappointing? Was it amazing? Um, I think... I think I'm very bad at answering quickly to questions. That's fine. <laughs> I think... Um, so I've I had I had an eating disorder from when I was well probably when I was eight right. till well you always kind of sort of have it well, I don't know if most people do but I sort of I still have tendencies towards it right which means that I don't overeat I don't binge eat right. anymore I just can't physically do it I go oh god I'm full even yeah. though, but I always I still buy and cook for as if I was binge eating right so I will buy so much chocolate so many sweets so mm. much that I will just never eat. Well, yeah. I will, but I'll eat like a bit of it right. once in a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because now my, I just will only eat it when I want to compared to when I was having an eating disorder and I just had yeah. to shove my into my face so yeah, I couldn't yeah, yeah, feel yeah. anything. So I actually have a lot of chocolate and a lot of sweets. That I'm just, and, but I'm not saving it because I don't think I've... I can't no, save it's not it for it a special go. occasion or whatever. No, but it's there. And then it is a bit disappointing because I'm like, what's this it? Did I even ever like chocolate? I don't think I uh, like chocolate, actually. God, that's so true, you know. I think there's a um, there's a real... Um, so I, I've flirted on a spectrum of binge eating disorder and I, um, I think part of a recovery from that is... And I had never... When I put that question together, in my head I was thinking about... I basically, as a kid, my cousins were like my brother and sister and me and Dan would just eat all our Easter eggs and my cousin George would just save them sometimes until, like, Christmas. Is he a serial killer now? She's not. Oh. But she just saves things and savers them. And as a kid I was like, you... Yeah, exactly, Psychopath. murderer. Yeah, but, um, I've it, never done that. In terms of disordered eating and certainly in terms of binging, actually I think a really beautiful sign of recovery is exactly that, like... There being, there can be a ton of food in your home that would yeah. have been the food that you would have binged on, but it's not stressful. It's not for some special event, and it doesn't need to be yeah. got rid of as some have. kind of evil temptationy thing. This whole drawer, and I don't want to do too much. I don't want to. Oh, nice. It. This whole drawer is just snack stuff nice and stuff. chocolate and sweets. Get and, in. But, and I just never touch it because yeah. it's. But I have a whole fucking drawer of it because I'm also yeah. not throwing it out. I'm not a psychopath. And um. Some schools of recovery from disordered eating, to keep it broad, the mm-hmm. first thing you should do is exactly that. Go to the oh. shop and buy everything you could have ever wanted food-wise, and Amazing. then you take it home, and if you want it, you can have it. 
But that's that's also that's why I don't save things. I yeah. don't any kind of food restriction. Yeah. Is so triggering. Yeah. And I know trigger trigger is a big word that a lot of people use and misuse. But I know. Yeah. The sec- like I've tried a few times to go vegan. I've tried a few times to go vegetarian. I've tried a few times to cut out any other thing that wasn't about dieting. Me too. <laughs> and the second, like veganism went from oh this is quite nice. I can feel a difference. Oh oh you can have this chocolate. That's like a vegan chocolate. Yeah. Oh, that's really tasty. But then, oh, but but also that has sugar in it. So, well, maybe I should just not. Like I'm already not eating meat and dairies. So maybe I should just not have the chocolate either. And then, well, actually, also potatoes are a bit. I mean, I feel like that's starch. So maybe I can if I just have avocado. And then all of a sudden, I've eaten yeah. avocado for five days, and I'm and then I'm go. Maybe I shouldn't I eat know. avocado at all. And oh god, I've lost. And then it just goes on a spiral. So yeah. like any kind of food restriction. So even me going, I'm gonna save this for later, my whole body would go into mm. uh no, no. Yeah, so yeah, any yeah. even when I think I want a pizza for for dinner tonight and then if part of me goes, Oh, it's a bit unhealthy then I'll immediately go, No, 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 have the fucking pizza. Because yeah. I have to, because otherwise I go into this very unhealthy spiral mentally yeah. unhealthy and eventually physically unhealthy spiral yeah. of eating disorder. Say scrumdiddly umptious. And then you can be in my podcast. A bitter wizard has cursed the universe to a whole future of silence and drought unless you, and weirdly it does have to be you, Sophie, dance for 12 hours all through the night to Camila Cabello's Havana. Sometimes sped up remixes and sometimes slow down so that you don't die but you're just really knackered out it sounds impossible but you do it you're a hero you save the whole planet from a joyless existence forever so you're very much like lorded up but your um your main reward for this is the um potentially impossible hypothetical feast of your dreams so you get to eat whatever you want um drink whatever you want and the clincher is these things don't even have to be findable or puttable together or possible um, and I want to know what you'd have to eat drink but also who you would have there again there's no restrictions these people don't even have to be alive um, and where if there's a where oh my god and I've only put it after you've done this amazing thing because I think that there's a there can be a real like um high after a, a night out dancing like that also I'm obsessed with that song at the moment <laughs> it's the first song that my three year old other than a kid song has asked me to find and put on and he must have heard it at nursery and he sways his hips to it oh, and it's an, do you know the one I don't know Havana Ulana no, I haven't, but now I have. I feel now like you I have. have. <laughs> no, it's like it's like an Alexa was in the room. <laughs> um. So, in terms of where and what, so there's a Danish restaurant called Rio Brau, and it's very very central. It's right by. Uh, it's a tiny bridge, that goes over like the canal. And I've had so many romantic arguments on that bridge, like in the rain, like, fuck you, but I love you. Don't go. I can't. I can't because I love you too much. No, please. All that. Oh, it's the best bridge. It's such a good bridge. I forget what it's called now, but it's such a good bridge. And it's right opposite that. And it's open till, it must be 4 a.m. or something. And it's a proper restaurant. It has a very westerny look. There's like saddles around the bar. And it's fancy. It's fancy. It's really expensive food, and it's good, fatty Danish food. <laughs> it is so good. 
they have something called the Rio Bravo pot. I'm not even sure. There's definitely the tiny onions. This, what do you call oh, yeah, them? Yeah, you yeah. mentioned them earlier. What the tiny shallots? Onion. Yes, uh, sausages. Uh, I think either pork or beef chunks. Right. I think maybe carrots. It's like a big stew, like a proper stew, and it's all you can eat. You can have both rice and French fries uh, with it. And the first time I went was when. 21, so it must be eight, nine years ago when I first started doing stand-up. Yeah. I was so poor. But it was a thing we used to do when we'd all been drinking after open mics. We would all end up around 2, 3 a.m. at this restaurant. We'd all be drunk. We just needed a good feast. Yeah. And I would be so broke. And I would not be able to afford it. And I would just look at this list of like starters and they'd oh. be like eight pounds for a shrimp cocktail. And I'd be like, oh. shit, that's my, like my food budget for the whole week. And... Every once in a while, I'd be so lucky that the older, famous, successful comedians would go, just have whatever you want, and then I'll pay for it. And it would mean the world. It would mean the world to me. It would mean everything to me. And I would just be eating. I was like, oh, like it was my last meal. Like, this is yeah, amazing. Yeah. And someone else paid for it. And we'd always have a pint of milk. Nice. I don't know who started it, but someone started it. And then that was just what we did. Yeah. That last, that last meal of the night uh, before I... Inadvertently went home with one of them. <laughs> probably the probably the one who paid. Um, <laughs> so that's where I would do it, and I would do it at night. Yeah, I'd be there at night around three or four a.m. when no one else was really in there, apart from other drunk people sitting by themselves. Um, I would have the Rio Bravo pot, the stew. Probably have a pint of milk. Uh, but who? <laughs> yeah. I think it would have to be. Um, well, it probably shouldn't be someone who's realistic, should it? Oh, you can have whoever. You don't even have to have anyone there. Oh uh, no, I do want someone there. Because why? Why wouldn't you take advantage of? <laughs> of the world, no, yeah, when the world is your oyster on that. Could I have a? Um, am I allowed to put like a recorder in the middle and then? Yeah. Okay, then I think I would like Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh yes. And then it could be a podcast as well. Yeah. Yes. But is he vegetarian or something? He might be, so he wouldn't like the stew. He for that night. That's what I mean. Yeah. Don't. There's no barriers to the perfection. Maybe Shonda of this Rhimes evening. would be amazing. Ooh. Okay. Mm. Roxanne Gay, maybe. Yeah. Incredible. Lindy West. Yeah. Yeah. All of them. They're all. They're okay. all there. They're all there. <laughs> yeah. They're not allowed to speak to each other. They all have to speak to me. Just can Lin Manuel. Yeah. <laughs> they can't talk to him. No, they can't talk to each other. Then they're all just going to be like, "Oh, we're so cool, aren't we?" And I'll be eating like a stew in the middle, not saying anything. <laughs> that either that, like the dream team of yeah. basically everyone I would love to have on my podcast and have a conversation with, uh, or, uh, oh, I would go back to when I started doing stand up, and it would be all the big famous comedian so I started out with and I would sit there and they would be paying for it and I would feel really in awe of them you know before I knew about problematic jokes and uh, how much pressure there can be on earning a living from stand-up and back when I just had to think about my five minutes of comedy and they were really impressed with how funny I was because they were impressed that I was a girl making jokes and I didn't see that was problematic at all so back before before Trump, before yeah, 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 <laughs> before the right wing started winning, it was just me and a stew, and these comedians who still liked me because I wasn't a feminist yet. <laughs> yeah, I think that's 
What an amazing answer. And then answer. apple, uh, uh, like an, it's called, like, I think it's called an apple cake in Denmark, where it's, uh, what do you call it when you've had like apples, boiled apples, and it like becomes like a... apples with cinnamon or... Oh, I think there might be a bit of cinnamon in there, but then there's a big layer of uh, like a, like, like crumbled fried biscuity stuff Ooh. and then there's a layer of cream or? yeah but what do you call it? fluffy cream or like whipped, whipped, whipped cream. cream whipped cream <gasps> and then there's chocolate on top of it my Ooh. favorite danish dessert that's our dessert what's that called just apple well, cake apple cake yeah my grandmother used to make it and it was amazing oh wow also just because it's a food podcast i have to give a shout out for fried eel okay. one of my favorite meals fried so, eel so good okay grew up with that Wow. Yeah. Okay. So many things <laughs> to put in a in the podcast notes for this one. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much. Delicious. What an amazing force Sophie is. Please pre-order her magnificent sounding book, Happy Fat, and go and see this stand-up and book tour that goes with it starting soon. If you're listening when this first goes out in 2019, this uh, is your year to catch Sophie live because she's doing stand-up and she's talking about her book. I think it sounds so good. Must, 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 must go. Go, 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 go. And check out her brilliant podcasts, Made of Human, which is huge, I'm sure you already listened to that, and her newer one, Secret Dinosaur Cult. And of course, she's on all the socials, at Sophie Hagen, and it's S-O-F-I-E-H-A-G-E-N. We're on the socials too, at The Hoovering Pod, and I'm at Jessica Fosterkew. Rate, review, subscribe, become a patron if you want, and if you want to email me uh, and see where all my gigs are, I'm at jessicafosterkew.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering's produced by Emma Corsham, and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 